welcome once again to another Weird Drunk and We Know Things. And this month we're doing Q. As you can imagine, the selection of films available that begin with Q and are actually watchable and you know, still available for purchase, well, there were three. Um, well, no, there were two, and there was also the one that we're doing. Yeah, we put one of them in as a joke, and guess which one you picked? Yeah, that's my fault. So, I, coming I to you, pre-recorded from uh, JB's Smokehouse in St. Helia, Mike, Rob, we're drunk and we know things, and we're doing The Quest. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. So as you say, we're talking about the quest for some reason. Q was always going to be a shitty it was pain gonna be, in the ass. It was never going to be anything other than the shittest no, of times. <laughs> yeah, it really... Uh, yeah, yeah. This was, this was tough. And not only was it tough to pick films... This just when we picked a film, or when a film was picked, that proved it. I, mean, I, I would like to say that this film was picked for us. Yes, this is not us having a laugh. You picked a fine you. time to stop fixing the vote drop. <laughs> I was busy. So the quest uh, made in 1996. It's a 96 Jean Claude Van Damme martial arts thing. The first film he ever directed of three. Oh, he did. He did. We was allowed to make more. He made them not until 2010 when he made a film called Soldiers. You know, everyone's favourite John oh, Van Damme. I actually like that movie. Right? Do you? Yeah. Do you mean Dog Soldiers? I like that movie Sean as well. Sean Murphy's great in it. And then he also directed a movie called Full Love. No. Right. No comment. Um, so yeah. So uh, made in 1996. Uh, it was 30 million dollar budget. Seriously? Quite a lot of money in 1996. It made 57 million, so it made double the money. Okay. John Paul Van Damme's super bankable start. This is only his fifth film, you know. It's only his fifth movie. Um, yeah, like I say, a bit of an issue finding stuff for this one because uh, no bugger likes it. Well, let's really quickly, and um, we will actually summarise the plot this time. Sure. Um, Jean Claude Van Damme. He's a clown. He's on stilts. He's a pyro. On he stilts looks after a bunch of ragamuffins. What looks to be 20s, Victorian. It's 20s New York. It's meant to be 20s New York. Yes, okay, 1925, in fact. So, just to be completely clear, he's probably around about 25. Yeah, he's meant to be in his mid 20s. Yeah. Well, the thing I love about this most, looking at the stuff that's actually online, is that with the amount of research I've done in the last couple of weeks, I think I might now be the world's leading expert on this film. Nice. I, I could write a pamphlet. The world will be. <laughs> The world will beat a path to your door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite so, slowly. So, yeah, so and he, in, in he, small groups. He is a clown for some reason. Um, on so stilts. he's kind of a Fagan-esque character looking after sure. all of these ragamuffins. Sure, sure, sure. He was abandoned as a child, as is told through terrible flashbacks. Um, and then something happens. Some so, so mobsters come in because they steal some cash off mobsters and he, one of them gets shot by accident and then he, he has to flee. escapes onto a ship and gets knocked out and then he gets sent to and then Thailand. on the ship and the ship's going to Thailand and, and then, then he gets, gets sold. to Thailand. Oh, he, he, he get, he's used as a slave and they're going to kill him but then Roger Moore, because Roger Moore is in this, is a pirate called Dobbs, Lord Dobbs as he introduces himself. He saves him but then sells him as a slave to Mu Thai Island, you know, the famous island in Thailand. Where Mu Thai the Mu Thai came from. Of course. Uh, it's the same island. Is that the island where he learns karate? Yeah, well, he already seems to know everything and then he learns Mu Thai but then doesn't ever use Mu Thai again. No. 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 Even in that Mu Thai fight that he's in. So he basically, <laughs> he ends up on MMA Island. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
and it will always be ready and it, you know he, he, then one day he saves some he has, skinny the, kid there's no training montage he no, has one moment where maybe somebody who knows what they're doing talks to him yeah, yeah. and then he's a god they're like oh you can already do flips and and fighting and martial arts so we're going to train you but you don't see any of that runs back into Dobbs in a really classy hotel no runs into him at the Muay Thai fight Dobbs, uh, Dobbs yes, meets the, right. the, the lady uh, and then they meet six months later and like but now John Cole Van Damme is more lean and apparently knows Muay Thai. And he's dead inside. Although we've seen no evidence. He's dead inside for that fight. He's like a brainwashed Muay Thai fighter for like 45 seconds and he's yeah. back to being himself. There's very little consistency and he says, in this film. He says, I want you to buy me back and I want you to go to the special tournament where you where if you win you get a What's fucking great called? big golden dragon. It's called Gang Jin. Not the Kumite, which we'll come to later. It's called Gangjin. Gangjin, a.k.a. the Kumite. Well, they all say it differently, but I think it's Gangjin. Yeah. But anyway, um, so he goes there. So, no, he doesn't go there. That's not true. Ha- uh, Harry uh, Ramar, who is Dexter's dad. Who is... Uh, he's Dexter's dad. He's in Dexter's dad. Hmm? He is the world heavyweight boxing champion, because of course he is. From the US. From the US. And it basically what it is, is uh, all the best fighters of every country get brought to this one place in Thailand, which also looks suspiciously like, like, meant to look like Tibet. I was going to say, um, it is Tibet, it's not Thailand. But it's, in Th- it's in Thailand, isn't it? No, because they open, they say it's Tibet. Okay, fine. Uh, I've only watched it 14 times. I've watched it once, neither <laughs> I've um, So, yeah, they get brought from around the world. To the Forbidden City. The Forbidden City. Or no, the Lost City. The Lost City, yes, sorry. It's both lost and forbidden. It's true, it's like the Lombarda. Um, and they... Uh, they're all going to fight in it. Yeah. So um, their plan is to um, steal Maxi well, Devine, who is Harry Mars, Ramar's yeah. character, um, steal his invitation, and he can impersonate Maxi Devine, who, by the way, is a heavyweight boxer. So they're going to use John Claude Van Damme to impersonate a heavyweight boxer who is a Muay Thai slash mixed martial arts fighter. John Claude Van Damme, the renowned not American <laughs> Belgian geezer. Yeah. And they okay. keep talking about the whole way through the film. They keep talking about um, how. Uh, they want to see, he wants to see the US flag flying at the end of the day. Never flies. Never no. fly a flag. No flags. No flags of any variety. They're up a mountain. They blow uh, away. So he, um, after the world's shortest bit of fisticuffs, where he kicks him in the leg and he knocks him over and punches him in the face, Maxie Devine says, you're a better fighter than me. You beat me with your speed and your kick. Speed and your legs. Speed and your legs, yes. <laughs> uh, well, it was a kick, whatever. Yeah. I was drunk most of the time I watched this. And, um, it's the only you, way to You watch this sober, you bastards. Don't judge me. Um, and so, yeah, so he lets him take his place, and then there's fighting. Yeah. Also, there is a small subplot where Dobbs wants to steal, because these Tibetan monks oh, yeah. are apparently utterly minted, and yeah. the prize is a solid gold a dragon gold the size of a mini. So Dobbs steals, like, World War One, Kaiser period, Germany's air balloon blimp thing to try and steal it. I believe the word is Zeppelin. In, thank you, Zeppelin. In a very, um, like, Superman 3-esque yeah. kind of... He really yeah. feels like Lex Luthor out of Superman 3 for, for, the, second half, for the second half of this film. Um, but they catch him and they're going to kill him. And Dubois... Oh, yeah, by the way, his name is Dubois. John Cole Van Damme. Yeah. Chris Dubois. Chris Frank Ducks Dubois. He's always depended on the kind of sustain, strangers. Uh, oh... Highbrow reference, yo. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he says, how about I don't have the big-ass gold dragon, and if I win, then you give me their lives. Or set them free is probably more accurate. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he wins. Duh. Because he's JCVD in it. And may or may not get the girl. Um, no, I don't think he does. Oh, and sorry, we've got to, the most important thing. This is bookended by John Claude Van Damme in old man makeup. 
Oh, it opens with... It opens so abruptly. There's no, like, film studio logo or anything, at least on the Blu-ray. By the way, I spent £16 on the Blu-ray for this film. Wow. Yeah, I made a promise to myself that I was going to... I was like, this is a good opportunity to buy more Blu-rays, because I don't do that enough. So I'm, I'm going to buy all the films that we do on Blu-ray. And, um, yeah, £16 from Spain. Uh, it's literally just a film. And also the Blu-ray is far better than it has any right to be. I get, seriously get being distracted by... Why is this such good quality? It's so weird. Anyway. Yeah, okay. I rented it on Google <laughs> Yeah, this fair time. enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think it cost me one ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, this is the record for how much I've spent on a movie for this podcast. Uh, but yeah, so um, Old Man Makeup. So he's in a bar. It's some indiscriminate time in New York. And he beats up some street punks, some street thugs. Yeah. And then he tells them a story. And then at the end, it turns out that he's been reading from a book the whole time that was written by the woman in the film. But he's not got a book with him at the beginning of the film. It's very strange. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. The goofs in this film. Are just, it it I love lifts it. from so many sources. There were so many so better films. But I, I did really enjoy it because it's just, it's shit. And then they get to the fighting, and the fighting is pretty good. The fighting is good. Um, yeah. That, that's it. I'm... <laughs> that's your review. The fighting is good. The fighting's not bad. One star. So. This now brings us to them being in the Forbidden City. Oh, and yeah, by the way, if Maxi, if he doesn't win Lost Maxi Divine... Lost City. God damn it. Why did you say forbidden? I'm going to say that all the time now. Uh, if he doesn't win, then Maxi Divine has to... Maxi Divine, the best name. Has to stay in the Forbidden City, the Lost City, forever. He has to remain lost until the end of time. Indeed. But yeah, so a lot of drama. Um, no drama of any variety. Or there are lots of moments when they should be playing it for tension. There's just not. It is... It is insane. It, I mean, it's extremely badly framed. There are a lot of close. There are a lot of like one shots of people where the chin isn't in the frame and stuff. It's really. I mean, it's it was directed by directed by JCVD. Um, it um it is it is extremely. It, basically, it's just killing time until they get to the fights. Yeah. Long story short, the fights themselves are. I know we're going to talk about them in a little bit more detail in a moment, but I would sure. just like to say that. They're probably the most racist thing I've seen put to film in a very long time. The most racist thing we've seen in the, since since the scene in On a Magic Secret Service when all the girls are allergic to things that are really like the black girls are allergic to bananas. Yeah. 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 yeah since then. Yeah, it's it's up there. <laughs> um, it's so bad. So before we come to the fights, uh, before we come to the fights, uh, which I've got a little surprise for you, which we're staging because I've already wait. told you what the surprise is, but they that listens don't know. No, you haven't. They don't know. Let's talk about the production. Okay. As I say, it cost 30 million. 30 million. Someone gave him... I mean, that's how big a star he was. It's only his fifth film. And they've given him 30 million quid. I can't, I can't confirm this is a canon film, but it has a feel of canon, doesn't it? Like, Bloodsport is canon and that kind of stuff. Well, this was... A, you know, Roger Moore must have cost at least... Jesus. A mil. Well, they said that he was going to be named above the title. Above the title of the film. And then that he's, like, six credited. And he didn't realise till the premiere. Really phoning it at this point. Um... So I've got, as I say, it's few and far between in terms of making of stuff in this. There's a very long making of documentary on YouTube, which is in Quebecois. I think I'm saying that right. I'm probably Close not, enough. which is a problem. Can't watch it. It's very strange. It's it somebody. Not got subtitles. It's some no. It's somebody filming <laughs> a TV with a video camera, a video camera, who has uploaded it to YouTube. So yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, this is where we're at. We're, we're on the edges of even quality piracy now. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm committed to this podcast, but not to the point where I'm going to learn French-Canadian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that disappoints you. <laughs> it's not me. It's the listeners. It's the listeners, I should think about. So this movie was filmed in Bangkok. Fuck it. 
Sorry, Fouquet. Had to make that joke. And Montreal. Because, you know, cheap in it. Yep. Um, it's the and same islands. Only got 20 million to play with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same islands where they filmed Man with a Golden Gun. Yep. Uh, which you probably well, picked up uh, on. it's Kowloon, isn't it? No, Kowloon's in Hong Kong. You're thinking of Bloodsport, my friend. <laughs> You're right, I am. Bloodsport's set in Hong Kong. As we'll discover later on. <laughs> I get these two mixed up. Can't think why. So, talking of Bloodsport, Frank Ducks, Dukes, Wevs, he is credited with a story, a story credit, and what it actually was is that he sued Jean-Claude Van Damme because he was like, dude, this is just Bloodsport. And Jean-Claude Van Damme was like, no, it's not. It's not any more just Bloodsport than any of my other films, which are all just Bloodsport. Um, so he, he lost, but the Writers Guild of America insisted that they give him a screenwriter, a, a story by credit. So Amazing. Frank is, is credited in this film. I didn't, um, I'm not going to lie, when the credits started to roll, I was more, thank fuck that's over. Should we? Let's go about my we'll life. Do, let's, let's talk more about who Frank Douglas is when we talk about Bloodsport a bit later. Yeah, I think uh, for those who don't know, we will cover it, fear not. For those who do, well, you're currently laughing your asses off. Yeah. We're going to talk about the quest for 20 minutes, and there's been 40 minutes talking about Bloodsport. But anyway. Um, Peter McDonald, who's a second unit director, basically directed the whole film, according to everyone except for Jean-Claude Van Damme. So Jean-Claude Van Damme apparently sh- shot all the fight scenes, or all the stage storyboarded fight scenes, mm-hmm. and everything else. So I'd had a few drinks uh, two nights ago, Rob, and I was watching this movie, and I wrote down in my notes, it's like how Clint Eastwood learned to direct from Don Siegel. Do you know what it's not like? <laughs> it's-, it's not like how Clint Eastwood learned to direct from Don Siegel. It's not. No. It's not. No, really, I don't think he learned. I was really loved learned. up about JCVD. Oh. Yeah. I must say, though, that scene where the pirates attack and are boarding the ship, that's quite well staged. Yeah. It's coherent, which the rest of the film is There's a bit of noise framing. It's 100% the second unit director. It's got to be okay, that guy. It's got to be that guy. So um, when they first wrote the script, or cribbed the script, or whatever they did, um, JCVD asked Oliver Stone to direct... Which <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that would have been an interesting alternative it, it would have been movie. Like a pe- it, the focus would have been way more on like the period piece, and it would have been. I think that would have been Jesus, Mary, Mother of God. Um, Madonna was the first choice to be the female lead. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and that that's the entirety of the production information that I can everything find. Everything that the entire internet has to say on yeah. this particular movie. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Seriously. well, uh, good job. It's insane. Uh, I mean, at least you're comfortable that you've hit 100% this month. <laughs> everything. There is n- nothing else to give. Everything you look up just says, do you mean Bloodsport? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't just mean Bloodsport. But yeah, so, that we, what we should get into is the bracket. I, in the break, have presented you, I've given you visual aids. Yeah, so just to quickly qualify what it is we're about to look at, in the movie, all of the fighters from all over the world, the best fighter from all over the world, sure. well, a very small subset, to be honest, yep. um, are called together, and they fight off in basically a knockout. In their own specific country's style. In their own specific country's style, in their own specific country's garb, as circa <laughs> 1920. She's just the African guy. <laughs> so bad. Um, so you prepared... So what a, looks to be um, a tournament bracket to show what the knockout fights are. Right. All the way down. Now there are, he said, trying to count and keep talking at the same time. There are sixteen. There are fifteen fights. Fifteen fights. There yeah. are fifteen fights. 
the first of which is USSR versus Spain, who rather than being a the Spanish guy, definitely should have been a matador, right? For some reason, he's a flamenco dancer who does spinning roundhouse kicks. Yeah. Definitely should have been a matador, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the USSR guy, he's basically Zangief with a beard. Yep. Basically, I mean, it's just like a big dude who wants yeah. to grab him. The thing is, these these are not subtle character interpretations no, of, of no, national no. style. In some it's, cases, it's they're like, not even the style that belongs to that nationality. It's less subtle than Street Fighter. Yeah, it's less subtle than Street Fighter too. <laughs> um, so that's the first fight. Then there is um, France versus Brazil. And Brazil's quite good because he's kind of capi- he does capoeira. capoeira. Yeah. So he's and he's, he's got drums as well. So there's 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 maybe three or four who actually seem to actually have a legit fighting fighting style because it's an actual martial art. And everyone else is like like the French guy is just a guy who's French who fights doesn't even speak French. So he don't even, the only thing that you the only reason you know he's French is they say France oh. versus Brazil, um, and France loses. As you'd expect. He doesn't surrender though. Then you got China versus Korea. Now this is actually two people, so he's actually fighting Taekwondo, and the other guy's doing animal kung fu, so he does yeah. snake style in the first. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yep, that is cool. Amazing. It's not as cool as China's second fight, because then the next bracket is, uh, oh sorry, the next fight is Germany-USA. Now which this is JCVD. I because we know who the USA is, this is JCVD. Yep. Chris and Dubois. Germany is a guy who's literally dressed like Kaiser fucking Wilhelm. Yeah, it's amazing. He, he, at one point, in, in when they're walking around the uh, lost city before the fights, uh, he's walking around in the background with one of them helmets with the spikes on. He's got the pointy, pointy, he's spiky, got the pointy spiky Yeah, Yeah, it's the best. Which it's I best. cannot take seriously ever since I've seen yoga hoses. <laughs> so good. So good. So, um, guess who wins? Jason I reckon wins. that Germany sticks that spiky helmet up <laughs> no, his... Doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, then it's USA versus Spain. Yep. Still and, not a flamenco dancer. Still, still, no, still a flamenco dancer. Still gets his ass kicked by JCBD. And Brazil versus China, which is one of the better fights. Because yeah, they so do like a bit cool, of, They do like is... a cool little dance off at the beginning and stuff. Yeah. It's like Eddie Gordo versus Martial Law. Oh my god, it's actually Eddie Gordo versus Martial Law. Amazing. It's, te- it's Tekken. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I don't um, know. I, I had a PlayStation for like 10 minutes. Cool. Um, that's, that is a cool fight. I know it's on PlayStation. Eddie Gordo. The Eddie Gordo was good because you could just press down and hammer buttons and he would just spin around on the floor and no one could block it. <laughs> so that is one side of, until it's USA versus China. But meanwhile, of course, we've got the other side of the bracket is also going on. Yes, of course. So essentially, we all know where this is going. He's got to fight Mongolia. Well, no, we don't know that because you haven't actually told anybody that the big it. bad in this film the big guy. is a giant... A giant Mongolian. dude who we are told is Mongolian. Well, he doesn't look very Mongolian, but then he does have that kind like, of long, plaited hair He thing. comes into the bar and breaks their table. If he had an extra pair of arms, he would be straight out of Mortal Kombat. True. Which, what's his name? Johnny, Johnny What's-His-Face is based on JCVD from Bloodsport. <clears throat> so yeah. we start off with Mongolia versus Greece, where he's basically fighting Hercules. Yeah. Who does some interesting actual looks to be actual kind of Greco style wrestling, so they just hits him in the face. <laughs> it's so ineffective, it's hilarious. Thailand is called Siam, because it's 1925. And yeah. oh my god, their representative is Chris Dubois' old Muay Thai teacher. Presumably, we didn't see him getting taught anything. No, he's basically <laughs> the guy that we saw briefly from the island for yeah. like two minutes. Punching he's into the one the who camera. told him to always be ready. Yes. Or yes. maybe not. He, Either way, he, apparently there's a relationship grew up between them. He fights a guy from Africa who comes out wearing an animal skin to like really bad drums and kind of it's it's problematic. Yeah, <laughs> it's problematic. 
Siam wins. And I can't remember if is this the one where they do the kind of death stare, or is that Bloodsport? I think that's Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport. Bloodsport. <clears throat> Turkey versus Scotland is next. Uh, what does Scotland wear, Mike? They wear a kilt. Yeah. He's wearing. He's a, a brawler kilt. that also does spinning. In kicks. a mixed martial arts competition, he, he, he shows up wearing a kilt and bother boots. So un- unless unless there is a very obvious, well-known like not all countries have their own martial art, obviously. So Scotland, if if they don't, then they're just a brawler who does spring and spinning kicks. France. I'm pretty sure that the Scottish invented the headbutt. It's literally known as a Glasgow kiss. Well, he doesn't headbutt. I'll tell you that much. No, he probably should have done because he gets punched in the nads. And and then I think he twists them as well. Yeah, he basically rips. The guy his balls from Turkey off. is like the most roided up looking motherfucker in the world. Turkey not um, good. So Turkey wins. And, and then, then we you, get the grudge match. Well, yeah, Japan versus Okinawa. Didn't know Okinawa was totally separate to Japan at the time. Uh, yeah. Didn't know that. Had to look up on Wikipedia. So the quest is teaching me stuff about history, yeah? Please don't ever think that you learn anything accurate about history from the quest. It's true. It's a spot-on <laughs> representation in 1925. Um, Japan is a sumo guy who just flattens people, basically. Yeah, and he's a proper sumo guy this time. He's not E-Honda. No, he is E-Honda. Is E-Honda from Hawaii? Uh, Where have I got that from? Or is that just in the Street Fighter film? I think that's in the film. Right. Yeah, so it's <laughs> annoying. The, well, the Okinawan, of course, is doing fairly good karate. He's doing, like, yeah, like ninja karate moves. Yeah. And, like, he basically, like, just hits him with his belly. Yeah. So then we come down to Mong... Well, we got, let's do Japan versus Turkey first. Yep. Um, they charge at each other, and, and he hits him with his belly and knocks him out. Basically. Japan, that is. Uh, classic sumo knocks. move. Classic. And then there's Mongolia versus Siam. Now, this is the real turning point, the emotional crux of the film. I'm glad they've killed the music in the bar for this dramatic moment. Mongolia picks him up over his head and, and backbreaker. Breaks his back over Kills his knee. Kills the guy from Siam. Who, let's not forget, spent many hours teaching. I don't know. Minutes. They're friends, apparently, now. Yeah. They're friends now. They, they weren't before. They have at least, they follow each other on Twitter. It's true. It's true. They always, like, you know, sort of like follow back. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah, so, not on Facebook. Um, They're not at that level. But then, like, Dubois is like, oh, I can't believe you killed him. Runs out and, like, checks him. And he is dead. And he gets blood off him. And then he spins a Mongolian guy around. And he wipes the blood on him. And he's like, this blood's him. on you. And the Mongolian guy's like, yeah, I meant to kill him. I know. Well, actually, the Mongolian guy isn't like that. Because the Mongolian guy doesn't say anything. No, he just kind of goes... I'm staring at Rob in a scary way. Very intimidating. Um, So that now leads us to Mongolia versus Japan. Is it or do we have USA versus China first? We do have USA versus China first. I think we do. So JCVD is in the semis. Uh, Yeah, and he's He's got a semi. (laughs) Yes, he definitely is. He's he's semi-chub. And China, this time, instead of doing snake style, he's doing monkey style, which is awesome. That's not true. He uses monkey style versus Brazil. It's not true at all. He uses tiger style versus... Yep. You can tell it's tiger style because his hands are like made into claws. Rawr! I'm a, I'm a getcha. And yeah, he fights JCVD and uh, he loses. Yeah, but it's a more that is prolonged pretty, it's, it's a, a more prolonged fight. It is, it is, I mean, I've got to say, as much as I'm being flippant, a lot of these fights, some of them are like the, the Japanese guy flooring the Turkish dude, are a bit like, okay, comedy value, I guess. But there's a lot of these fights, fights are pretty good. Um... And we're left with the final semi-final. Mongolia, Japan. Which I think, oh no, so the Mongolian guy just hits him in the belly loads and he's like, oh my God, he's so strong that he can punch through his, the sumo's Basically, belly. he makes the sumo wobble himself to unconsciousness. And it's amazing, like, knocked out acting there by the Japanese guy. He goes yeah. down so like, bam, like a plank of wood. Yeah, face go, first. It's amazing. Yeah, so but he flubbers him to death. He flubbers him to death. 
He motorboats him. <laughs> um, that's With in the his direct, fists. In the director's cut. So that leads us to USA. Oh, I should. The whole time this is going on, by the way, um, Maxi Devine, who has decided he is now, uh, who is meant to be coaching and training Chris Dubois, who not only doesn't use any Muay Thai, but also doesn't use any of the boxing that apparently Maxi Devine is teaching him. He spends the whole time, Maxi Devine says, like, every time a Mongolian guy just absolutely destroys someone, he just goes, Lucky Punch! <laughs> He ain't no, he ain't nothing, and stuff like that. You're like, no, no, clear, clearly, this man is quite, quite intimidating. Right? Like, he's, he's a fairly significant got, physical presence on the, on the so floor. Underestimate so many opponents. How have you become the world's heavyweight champion? He does also spend a lot of time telling uh, Dubois, JCVD, to cover up. You know, focus and block. Yeah. He constantly says cover up, and JCVD has his hands down all the time. Yeah. Cover up! You keep getting punched in the face. He just has his hand down by his hips the whole time. What? <laughs> it looks cooler. So um, the yeah, big final grudge match fight, yeah, because uh, the Mongolian killed his friend from five minutes ago, <laughs> yep, yep. about five yep. minutes ago. I mean, this is also it's quite compressed the fight scenes. There's not like massive breaks. It's just no. fight, 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 fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small amounts of exposition for Roger Moore tiny, to get arrested. Tiny yeah, yeah, very, really, really small amounts. It definitely is like let's just get to the main event. Yeah. So, um, as always with these movies, JCVD gets the absolute shit kicked out of him until he gets hit out of the ring, and then he's like, "Let's take this out on the streets of the, the Lost streets City." Streets of Lost City. Of the Lost City, uh, where he continues to get the absolute shit kicked out of him. Um, he keeps doing stupid things like standing in front of bamboo doors. Well, you're obviously going to get kicked through that, mate. He gets kicked into a house, and they're fighting their way through the house. And um, Maxi Devine is stood outside, going, "Give yourself some room." What? What? So anyway, he gets kicked out. And I, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, so they're going to fight through the house. He's going to be kicking JCVD's ass on the way in. And on the way out, he's going to have turned the tide. No. <laughs> JCVD just, just gets thrown through a window. handed to him <laughs> and then comes out of a window. And then in one of the most unsatisfying ultimate victories, he just roundhouse kicks him twice, pretty much. The first time, the other fighters catch a Mongolian guy. And he's like, get off me. And the second time he does it, they don't. And he's unconscious and he wins. Yeah. So it turns out it's Mongolian so badass rude. had a glass jaw yeah, all it's along. So, it's if anybody an just un- landed a couple of convincing kicks. It's quite a good fight and it's so unsatisfying at the end. He just kicks him in the face twice uh. and he's out. <laughs> you are, you have had enough, haven't you? I, yeah. <laughs> and he I doesn't mean, even it, get the golden dragon. Reliving it is just like, and then it ends. And it ends. He says, um, the, the woman was a journalist. Oh, by the way, the woman was a journalist. She wrote a story and the, the two, Roger Moore and Jack McGee, who farted after every take, um, they went to the Amazon to make a trading outpost and Maxi Devine trained loads of really good fighters and me I went back to New York the end and he closes his book he closes the book which he hasn't been reading and now is reading and then finishes his non-Irish coffee oh my god oh yeah because the the barman is so shocked by his display of kung fu or whatever the fuck that he uh pours a whiskey on the bar yeah I mean to be honest if you want to know what this film is like watch the first five minutes and that tells <laughs> yeah, you exactly what this film is like. I quite enjoyed it, I've got to say. Oh, Christ. Now, this is... I almost don't want to get into this bit, because... It's like, like if, it. if you like this film... Nobody likes this film. I like it. If you find I'm this film possible, sure. um, what other films should you watch? Right, so before, before we go down the Bloodsport route... Uh, I would what just other say, films that aren't blood sports? Just watch, watch anything by JCVD. If you if you yeah. like this film, you'll love because this is arguably his worst film. You will love every single thing he's in. Just watch anything. I highly recommend Cyborg. The Universal Soldier movies are fucking amazing. They're my yep. favorite JCVDs. Street Fighter. And if you liked it because of the fighting, 
just type martial arts movie. Can, uh, maybe I should rec- recommend someone called Bruce Lee, or Jackie Chan, or Jet Li, or Tony Jaa, or just, oh my god, Chuck Norris for fuck's sake. Watch Under Siege 2. Uh, Under Siege 2 is better than this. No one beats him in the kitchen. It's got a young Catherine Heigl in it. That sounds so creepy. But there is, there is one movie <laughs> above all others. Oh, if you love, if you want a martial arts epic. Oh shit, it's actually worked the wrong way around this time. It's a martial arts epic about the fight between good and evil. It is actually Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Shit. <laughs> it's not like an ironic joke. So what? Just watch no, Event Horizon. This, this one is applicable. Shut up, just watch Event Horizon, shut up. <laughs> No, no, this isn't funny this this month. Um, um, so, but yeah, so they did get sued by uh, Frank get, Ducks. He gets sued Dukes, by Frank Ducks because this. Who, and bear in mind, Dukes is a real guy. Yes. Whose story was told in a movie called Bloodsport, which is all complete bollocks. But we'll but get it's to total that. bollocks. Yeah, total bollocks. So Bloodsport, Frank Dukes is the story of Bloodsport is he is a military super special spy guy. He's some private scrub in real life. And he goes AWOL to avenge his brother's death? Yes. In a tournament called the Kumite. Well, stepbrother. Step yeah. Called, called the, oh, yeah, the, the stepbrother, because he's, he's yeah, so avenging... He, basically, so you, you this, you Jean-Claude Van Damme finds himself, through circumstances beyond his control, at a tournament where everybody sends the best fighter from their country, in their discipline, Kumite. in a Kumite. knockout fight, and he finds that he has... Uh, he makes friends with the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship, who's an American. Yes. There's a girl who's a reporter, and he uh, makes an arch enemy in the form of the evil, really big Chinese who, who killed Korean his guy. Who killed his stepbrother. Who killed his stepbrother, so they've got bad blood, and there's lots of fights, and of course it ends up with him facing off against the guy. Of course. And of course he wins. Now, I should mention to our listeners that I haven't seen Bloodsport. And I watched 20 minutes of it last night, and it was so, so, so much better and more enjoyable that I stopped watching it for fear it would eclipse me talking about the quest today. Because My this biggest is problem is that is. I did watch Bloodsport before this, <laughs> and watching the quest, I was like, is he, I'm not too sure, is he taking the piss? His acting is, this is so bad. So this, that movie's only eight years before this one. Yeah. He is so, I, I literally watched 20 minutes of it, was like, I'm enjoying this so much, I can't, I can't I'm, I'm going to watch it when I go home. Yeah, so basically, but, yeah. watch... You forgive it for all of its 80s-ness. You forgive it It for the fact that he's a very, very young Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, You forgive it for a whole bunch of stuff, including the fact that they actually have the same kind of racist representations of these fighters. The fight sequences are, by and large, better. Sure. Um, they're certainly considerably less silly. But we, we should mention that Fra- the Frank, du- Frank Dukes, the guy that this movie is based on, insists that the story of Bloodsport is true, that he actually went to Hong Kong and fought in a kumite. There's no evidence of any of this ever happening. No. Of him going to fight in a kumite, of he, that he was a special forces, special forces soldier on secret assignments. Apparently the only injury he ever had was when he was falling off a truck that he was painting. It just... <laughs> That's the one good thing that's come out of this is that I read a couple of articles about Frank Dukes and he is an actual head case. Yep. He, he went around telling everybody that he taught Jean-Claude Van Damme kickboxing and helped falsify all of Jean-Claude Van Damme's kickboxing record, which is not true, and all it ended up doing was revealing that Frank Dukes has falsified his own kickboxing record. It just, he is a head case. He could also definitely kill me, so. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't listen to this. He flies I, to Jersey. I don't There's think a secret tournament down to on the waterfront. <laughs> I'll come out triumphant there. Kumite by Cry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, so watch watch Bloodsport, innit? Yeah, do, please. In fact, if it's a toss-up between the two, if you've only got time for one movie, watch Bloodsport. Yeah, pretty much. So if you've only only got time for one movie, watch Enter the Dragon. Fair. Um, So what are we going to give this out of five? Out of five? Why is it five? Because we couldn't be asked to come up with something clever this month. No, 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 out of five watts. Out of five Mutai headbands. Clenched in a, a bloody Mutai headband clenched in a fist. Five golden dragons. Out of five golden dragons, for me, this gets a solid 2.5. Oh shit, I was going to go one and a half, and no. I feel like I liked it, it gets, more. It gets get 2.5 because the. Yeah, well, when you consider. Well, the second half of the film is. When you consider it on good. this scale, zero is. That film should never have been made. I am never watching it again and may well hunt down and <laughs> hurt the people who created million. it. Yeah. Um, and five is Empire Strikes Back. Sure. So I would say it sits somewhere in the middle. Maybe 2.25? I'm, I'm going to give it two. Yeah. Two golden dragons. It's entertaining. Sure. It's worth it, frankly, for Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Is Ooh, brilliant. Yeah, he, he is Roger Moore in every scene he's in. And he is trying. He yeah. is trying. He's got a legit monologue about how he used to be in the Navy and he gave him the best years of his life and what has he, what has he got for it? And he Which is Which would be trying. amazing, except for the fact that it's framed quite badly and the boat is rocking and they can't quite and sort out the camera. And he's got such a bad... He's at that weird age that Roger Moore was when he's got that really bad dye job. Yeah. Yeah. And the chicken neck. Not the very... Neck. This is not... Oh, I say it's not very long after View to a Kill, but it's not true. It's like 10 years after View to a Kill, so, yeah. But no, worth it for Roger Moore. Worth it for some very good choreographed martial arts. Yeah. Um, and also some very badly I choreographed laugh martial arts. No. Get a few of you no. together, get a few beers in you, have yeah. a bit of a giggle. This is it. You will laugh at it, not yeah. with it. The, the wife was like, well, I'm definitely not watching this, and then we're still sat there 88 minutes later going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Jean-Claude Van Damme in old man makeup. <laughs> yeah, you can't buy that kind of entertainment. Well, you can, it costs you 16 quid on Blu-ray. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the DVD's like a pound. And I was like, no, no, I don't do DVD anymore, you fucking numpty. This brings us to one-star reviews. Now, I'm guessing that this goes one of two ways. Either there are millions, and you've spent most of the last two weeks <laughs> sifting through them all to try and find the best, or there were none, and you've had to make a bunch up and put on Amazon under different names. Sort of. There were one-star reviews, but considering that we pretty much gave it one or two stars ourselves, I'm calling this one-star reviews Remix! Pam, 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 Carled. It's Amazon One Star Reviews. Um, I'm doing five star reviews. What, people who genuinely <laughs> think this is the best thing ever? Yeah. Now, there were a lot. On Amazon.co.uk, there were no one star reviews of any variety. No one hates this no film one. in the UK. There were a few on, Amer- in, in, on Amazon.com, um, and it was just like, this film's badly shot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. So I've got some five-star reviews. So number one, we're going to go. Mark Nakashima from April 2017, last year, entitled Star Fan. Video looks great in my collection. Mark Nakashima bought this on VHS last April. (laughs) He's got pictures of the VHS and everything up. It's the best. It's the best. Amazing. This is the kind of people we're dealing with here. Spiritually, spiritually, Dre Goza from April 2014. He says, awesome movie, I finally own it. This is going to make you a bit sad, this review. I watched this movie on pay-per-view in the early 90s and thought, I must own this one day. Well, 20-some years later, I now own the DVD. Bought it used because they were asking 57 95 brand new. 
and used was 16.98. So he bought it for $17 on DVD. So I think we can agree he's the real idiot. Who the hell is buying it for $57? It's in $57. It's in very good condition. No scratches at all. The case and insert were also in good condition. I scored big time because now a used copy is 42.95. Why is this why is this movie so expensive? I've got, I've Does literally, it come with a golden dragon? So, like, there are certain DVDs that, like, because of the region we're in, there's certain DVDs and Blu-rays that you can buy, like, Australian or Italian or mm-hmm. Spanish. So I've got a Spanish DVD, a Blu-ray of this. I've got a lot of Italian Blu-rays of, like, um, lesser-known John Carpenter films and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they could, and, yeah. just easier to get in that. The Quest? Moving on. Amazon customer, July... I've forgotten how funny these are. A fucking coward. Amazon, no, a yeah, fucking hero. A <laughs> hero. Amazon customer, July 2015. I would like to meet John. This is this is the title of this review. I would like to meet John Claude Van Damme. John Claude Van Damme before I get old. Why it matters how old you are when you meet him. But anyway, my favourite action adventure movie. I would like to enjoy a John Claude Van Damme. John Claude Van Damme movie where he, he. So now he's sorry. He is now talking about his hypothetical John Claude Van Damme movie that he wants to see. I would like to enjoy a John Claude Van Damme movie where he's a helpful master Muay spirit teaching honourable warriors to become helpful Muay master spirits as well as to maintain a balance in the world. I think he wants JCVD to be in Star Wars. <laughs> Which I'm up for. Yeah, Jedi Master. I can't help but think that that may have gone through Google Translate at some point. I think a lot of these have, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> this one is by Jesus from May 2015. He and back. And did Jesus like the quest? He back and he loving the quest. <laughs> Great movie, makes you smile, makes you frown, and gets you wondering what will happen next. Ha ha ha, lol. Great, great movie. That sound, that does sound like <laughs> our Lord is, and Saviour. Jesus is back and he's got brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, also, isn't that the title of your autobiography? <laughs> right, come on, one more. And the last one is by Timothy from June 2002. Hands up. That's a shampoo. Yes, it is. Right, carry on. <laughs> June 2002. And his title is, you'll agree with this, The Real Bloodsport 2. Yeah? Van Damme, the genius, is now the director. Yes. He has pretty much recycled Bloodsport and recycled the, and released The Quest. Even though people may not like it because of lack of originality, this movie rules the animal kingdom. Forget the ridiculous food chain... This is just... Anyway, forget the ridiculous food chain. This movie eats up the competition. Oh, yes! Van Damme enters a sacred tournament and devours all of his competition and slowly, slowly digests the huge Mongolian dude at the end. Over th- the course of a million years. I think he thinks that he is a snake. This movie is self-explanatory and you must buy this immaculate piece of art. I, I couldn't write that. I couldn't make that up. No. But the thing is, this is... This is just the top. This is just the first. What? How many was that? This is just the first five reviews from five star reviews. They are all like this. There are hundreds, and they're all like this. Well, this is good. If I ever get the <laughs> feeling that you know, maybe as a, a species, we're we're potentially on the road to <laughs> the right path. We've we've corrected some of our deficiencies <laughs> and have overcome our innate weaknesses and fallibility. I'm just going to go and read that page. Was Brexit disappointment for me? Yes. Was Trump a disappointment for me? Yes. This is some fucked up shit. <laughs> so that's been the quest. So there we have it. I literally did this whole podcast just to be... Like, I was like, oh man, this is going to be really painful. And then I got to the five-star reviews and I was like, oh, it's fine. It's got the best payoff. 
unlike the quest. So there you have it. The quest, directed by, starring, written by, he did some of the camera work. Pretty sure he did his own clown makeup. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> it's not the best film we've had to do on this thing, but it's probably not going to be the worst. We've got our next month. That'll be easier. Robocop, innit? Well, we'll see. We'll be Robocop. Clearly, our engaged <laughs> listening public have started paying attention to the King Pole and can no longer be trusted. <laughs> and just want to fuck with us. You're going to have to go back to ringing it, you know. I think uh, we should stop referring to us fans so much as haters. <laughs> <laughs> This was recorded, as I said, at the top of the episode in JB's Smokehouse. Listen, listen up, you dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't like to repeat myself. <laughs> I've got to. all day. Uh, we've been drinking a variety of things, to be honest. I'm, I've got neck oil at the moment. What are you on? I'm drinking Tiny Rebel Hadouken. Which is fitting. This month's episode is produced by Reno Vegas. And we'll be back next month when, thank fuck, we're doing the letter R which actually has some choices. Until then... I love you. I forgot one last piece of production. Jack McGee farted after every take. So the bracket... Uh, <laughs> Apparently everyone thought it was funny Except for JCBD Were any of those farts 30 seconds long? <laughs> I don't know I don't think they were Andre the Giant level Let's just talk about Princess Bride again Fuck this movie <laughs> It's so charming